Jason, your name was submitted, and the uh, My Little Pony Foundation prevails to like uh, girls' horse toys. Please give us a call back. Thank you. My name is Bobby. I'm a paramedic with 27 years of experience in EMS and fire. And my name is Jason, and I'm a retired paramedic with 20 years experience in EMS and fire. And together we're paramedics unscripted. On this show, everything is on the table. We'll talk about burnout in the business, calling 911 for non-emergency reasons, Holly Pharmacy, frequent flyers, the current housing market, the financial system, BS doctor office visits, or anything else we want to, all from a paramedic's point of view. And why? Because we're paramedics. Unscripted. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Paramedics Unscripted, episode 34, episode 3-4. I'm your co-host, Bobby, with my co-host, Jason. What's up, what Jason, up? Jason, how are you doing, brother? I'm doing good, brother. How are you doing? Doing pretty good, man. It's been a minute since we've, uh, well, it hasn't been too long since. Yeah, I think no, we're, we're much, kind of like. No, not too much time in between the last, the last couple. So yeah, I don't want to brag. We're actually kind of doing, doing really well. Better. Yeah. Yeah. For our slack asses, we're doing pretty well with these episodes this year. So how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Um, yeah, I've been busy with real estate, but uh, other than that, just normal stuff. You know what I mean? You selling a lot of stuff down south? It's starting to pick up now for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, oh yeah, yeah. So it's good. I mean, it's it's slow. It's always slow in like January, February. I'm sure that's like this everywhere. But uh, and then as the spring starts coming around and it starts getting that warmer weather, that's when people start looking and start doing their stuff. Right. So because around right. here school gets out like um, end of May, um, so that that's why people start prepping their sales around now because a lot of people if they're moving obviously want their kids to finish, you know, their school year wherever they are instead of moving them in the last you know month or something like that. So that's what we deal with here. And it goes like All that until right, till like late August. And then school starts here August, like first week in August. So usually right. around mid-August, it kind of goes, you know, goes down. Well, right off the bat, just to do a little, uh, do a little house cleaning um, as far as how you can get a hold of us. Um, the latest place you can get a hold of us, as we said before, is uh, True Social at, at paramedics underscore unscripted or... You can uh, reach us, or that would be at B underscore Brown 2022. Yeah, and both of those That's are listed in the notes, too, for everybody's correct. at home, too. And then we and, also have uh, our email, too. Don't forget that one. Go for it, Jason. Oh, okay. It's uh, paramedicsunscripted at gmail.com. Pretty easy. It's paramedicsunscripted at gmail.com. So send us your comments. Now you concerns. sure it's Gmail. It's, it's not Yahoo. It's Gmail. No, we definitely. It's AOL.com. <laughs> it's actually AOL.com. You have to go by instant. Uh, what was that called? The was that the chat or whatever? What was that called? Shit, I'm gonna remember Juno. Remember? Oh that? that's, god, that, that's yeah, like, that's, that's really showing some age right yeah. there, man. I remember Juno. Yeah, and there was that. There was some other one that was like like that for a while that faded out real quick. I can't remember. Dude, I I still have my I still have my Yahoo email address, which I've had probably since 1998. I'm sure I have. I, I forget. still have. It's still operational, but I never use it. Yeah. Those were the ones for a while I was using as like the junk one, you know, when you go to like right. a store and they ask her, you're like, oh, just go to blah, 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 yahoo.com, you know, and they're, you know, right. the junk ones. It's always funny too when I do real estate and I, and I like, so I can track down like people's phone numbers and stuff and emails. So I'm trying to get a hold of people to see if I can help them sell real estate and stuff like that. And you'll see some that are like, blah, blah, blah at al.com. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's probably not real. I mean, it probably was real at some point, but it's probably not active anymore. All right. So, since it is, considered casual friday because it is friday and it's casual and both of us are casual <laughs> um my day is being sponsored by not really but i'm just saying that is being sponsored by guinness extra stout nice nice choice and jason i'm doing a little uh, bourbon this morning or this afternoon i guess technically now a little russell's reserve 10 shout out to them and let, yes ladies and gentlemen it's friday so we're letting loose just a little bit, not too much, but just a little bit, you know, because you got to every once in a while, and it's Friday, and uh, and we figured we're drinking, so let's uh let's go ahead and fire up the podcast. Right. Plus, I just got off shift about oh seven hundred this morning, so I'm uh I'm I'm ready, and I'm I'm off for You're two days, so I'm good. You're such a hero. I don't know about that, but yeah. Did, did you actually <clears throat> sleep? Here's a here's a joke. Did you actually sleep through the night? 
part of it. Oh, part of it. Yeah, it was. Show off. You don't have to show off to all the listeners. Well, no, it was. Uh, it's kind of weird because it's actually the past couple of shifts. It's been just active during the day, but not at night. Which is, <laughs> if I if I could choose, I would rather have it that. Oh yeah, by far. Yeah, you know? like all day when you're awake, who gives a shit? You know, running the calls makes the day go by right. faster. Yeah, have you ever had? Have you ever had at your? Um, you know, place where you work. Have you ever had a no hitter, like no calls at all in a whole 24? Yes. Yes. That was the shift before last, actually. Really? It was the first, first time in a long time we, it was, and it was thing. It was weird. It was during the week, Wow. which, uh, is kind of unheard of. You know, I went there expecting to, cause usually when I get on shift, I mean, I'm, I'm not there for five minutes before we get punched out for something. So sure. I'm barely getting my shit inside and into my locker and then put my stuff in one of the refrigerators in the kitchen. And, uh, before I could even do that, we were getting punched out for something, but, uh, that particular shift for 24 hours, not a damn thing. Those are the best. And it was, it was a, it was a beautiful thing. I must say. Yeah. They're the best. They're also boring. Like those shifts get really boring. Cause then you're kind of like, you know, I could be at home doing not at this age, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I hear that. I always was like, not, that at, not at this age with, uh, with Apple TV with like, Netflix and Hulu and all the other apps. Yeah, but like, like I would do like I was always in school, like doing stuff because I was finishing up my right. bachelor's at the end of my thing, and and then and then studying real estate, um, so that when I moved here I could do real estate. Um, and even after like you know after so many hours of let's say studying or whatever, right? You have to like whatever you have to watch or read books or whatever. Like after that, you you kind of get to that point, or at least for me, like I get to a point where I'm like, okay, fuck studying, I'm done, I need a break, you know. Right. And then you watch like Sports Center or something like that, and then you get to the point where that's all repeat. You know, like it's like the next hour, you just see the same shit again. You're like, okay, this sucks. Because <laughs> right. I I always like the days when it was like maybe a call after like a couple hours in the morning, so you could come in, do have your coffee, do all that kind of stuff, and just check out the unit and then chill for a little bit, then do a call, and then kind of that takes you into the lunch period. So you go grab lunch because that's always obviously you're gonna go do that every day. Right. And then and then maybe like a couple calls in the afternoon, just to you know keep uh keep people away from doing like dumb training instead throughout the day. And then, and then it gets to dinner time and at dinner time it's locked down. I mean, you're pretty much, then you're on your own, you do whatever you want. And then after that, you don't want, you know, of course I don't want to do shit, you know? Right. If you, if you don't, if you have the choice, yeah. Oh yeah. And you get and then, you know. but yeah, then you have those nights when you like go to bed. It's like, I don't know, nine o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night, 10 o'clock at night, whatever. And you finally go to bed and you wake up and your alarm's going off and you're like, what? And it's like, and it's like six in the morning, six thirty in the morning, and you get off at seven. And you're like, holy shit, we slept the whole night. I was like, we didn't well, get shit. Yeah, last night we only, uh, so we got two calls during the night, and that was the last one was like around uh, midnight or close to it, and that was it. And then from right after midnight until seven a.m., it was nothing, and it was a, uh, like I said, it was a beautiful thing. So uh, no complaints from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are, those are those are a lot of fun. But I know we wanted a topic we've talked about before, which we've gotten into on a prior cast. We've gotten into talking about Narcan, which is a, I think, a drug that even people that aren't in this line of work know about these days because they have to. Yeah, unfortunately, right. You know, um, you have, you know, it's it, just for people that don't know, Narcan is a drug. We it's considered a narcotic antagonist, which. Is the drug you, whether you hear on TV, hear on the news, hear from friends, or you've seen it, uh, it is a drug that, like I said, it's a narcotic antagonist that reverses the effects of a narcotic, especially if someone's ODing on a narcotic. It will take away the effect quickly, and it can be given several different ways. It can be, the most common ways are intravenously or nasally. Um, and a topic Jason and I wanted to get into, uh, which has been recently in the news is how more readily available it's going to be possibly, um, possibly over the counter. What do you think about that, Jason? Well, I think it's, I think it's really cool. And we're referring to, uh, um, an article that was recently in gems. So if you read gems magazine, journal of EMS, uh, journal of emergency medical services, or you can go on Facebook, they have a page there and you can find all the links there, but they had a, coverage of it there where someone wrote an article talking about it where um, I guess the FDA um, and they were meeting with, they were having a, a session about it. Um, initially, of course, they were like, absolutely not. We're not doing over the counter. That's, that's not going to happen. And they had a, se a session, a panel meeting with 
you know, high ups and people, you know, right. tops of their careers and stuff like that. And they met with them. And after that, the panel agreed that they should push forward with this. Now they had, they haven't made their final decision yet. Um, but there is a high potential at this point that it could become an over the counter drug in the next few weeks is what the article said. Um, and so that, that, that'd be really interesting because if you're an EMS, unfortunately, this is unfortunately, obviously if you're an EMS and running 911 calls, okay. If you're doing a facility, maybe not so much, but if you're running 911 calls, I don't care where you live in this country. Um, you're going to deal with, you know, opioid overdoses, heroin, stuff like that, right? Fentanyl, all that kind of stuff. You're going to deal with these overdoses because that's what unfortunately is going around in our country. Well, this would be a way to actually save lives on the civilian level because it's really easy to give. These are, and by the way, they are talking about the nasal version of this. They're not obviously going to have people do IVs that don't know what they're doing. This would be for the nasal version. There are already jurisdictions. I know you talked about on other episodes where law enforcement is able to carry it um, because they're first responders too. They sometimes get there before us depending on the scene. Right. Um, And so now they're trying to make it to where the public and, you know, I see two sides to this because obviously there's a great side because it could save lives. There's the bad side that I look at it from where it could increase the use of drugs because if you're with a group of people and let's say, everybody but one is going to do heroin or something like that. And you, you could go pick that up at your Seven Eleven or your Wawa or wherever your convenience store is and have that. And so it might make it where people try more stuff possibly, but at least it's safer. Um, and it would cut down on the EMS calls for that reason. And it would more importantly cut down on the deaths, the unnecessary deaths from that. What do you think? Especially the unnecessary deaths. Cause, uh, well, for instance, um, yesterday, uh, one of the calls we had in the afternoon was an overdose. You know, the call went out as an unconscious, unresponsive, so we didn't know it was an OD until we got there and we were, you know, looking at our patient and evaluating our patient. And um, he had all the signs of, uh, you know, narcotics on board, and he was in respiratory arrest. He was in, well, he was in agonal respirations where he was, like, probably, you know, breathing, like, an agonal breath, one every 15 seconds. And, uh, and they were just getting wider, you know, farther apart. Yeah. And, um, you know, he had all of the textbook signs, you know, he had, uh, pinpoint pupils. He was at work and he dropped out, you know, pinpoint pupils, you know, he was a big dude, you know, like 250 pounds, you know, plus, um, so, you know, we, uh, of course, you know, one of the, uh, one of the guys in the engine was like, well, you're going to hit him with an Narcan nasally. He's like, well, he's barely breathing, man. So he would benefit more if we just give it intravenously, you know, which is true. Right. You know, um, if he's barely breathing, it's going to be a longer, if really any effect at all, if I put it in his nasal passages, you know, so I'm going to, I'm going to, my, you know, place of choice is going to be IV. So I'm I'm starting to get a line on this guy, and then all of a sudden he just starts popping too. So then my partner already had you know the, the you know the nasal Narcan ready to go. So it's just like just pop him. He's up. He's breathing. He's starting to just pop it. He was still lethargic, but he was he was he was breathing enough to where he would accept it. So just like just give it to him now. Gave it to him, and then like within seconds, he was like. He was he was coming too. Now the one thing I don't think we've talked about before that we have to watch out for because I remember back in the old days with Narcan, you know, we used to pride ourselves on like we've said before of just you know trying to you know bust that high as fast as possible by giving them a shitload of Narcan and you know one of two things was going to happen they're either going to throw up or they're going to they're going to start getting combative. But the other thing you have to worry about now is due to. uh you know, just research over the years and just out in the field is that depending on how much they've taken or how much of an addict they are and they OD and you give them too much Narcan and they, you know, you, there's a possibility you can throw them into a seizure if you bring them out too fast. So that's another thing to think about that uh, back in the old days, we really didn't as much, but you do have to now. Yeah, we used to get, uh, we talked about, um, I know, on, I don't remember what episode it was, but we talked about one where I had to, 
do with that, you know, give Narcan on a call is a call we described. Right. And uh, in our jurisdiction, I'm trying to remember uh, the exact, I want to say we were allowed to give up to two milligrams total, but we gave it in point, uh, four, uh, you know, increments. Um, I still do. Yeah. So, so that was the thing. Like I'd always started, of course, with point four, and then, right. you do that. and then you, you know, you look like the one call, you know, that we were using before, which was kind of a little bit funny, I guess was, you know, we went on the call, there was a paramedic on the fire engine mm-hmm. you know, pa- guy had gone, Definitely opioid overdose. Like everybody knew it. The cops knew it. They were there too. And they're just like, yeah, obviously. And then we roll up there and then the medic that was there. And now these medics on the engines, a lot of times they put the newer medics there or the ones that aren't as, I don't want to say it nicely. They're just not as good. <laughs> you know, they, right. they don't do it as much, you know, they don't get as much experience. Um, and so they were like, yeah, they started IV and I gave him 0.4 and he's still out cold. And I was like, okay, give him some more. And I was like, well, fucking push 0.4 again. And then he did it again and nothing happened. I was like, okay, load it up again. And then he, and then he put, did it against so now he has like, you know, 1.2 on board. And then, uh, and then he wakes up and he's like, oh, and I'm like, Hey, how are you doing? Fucked hard. You know what I mean? And then like, and that's how I always greeted my, 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 my overdose patients like that. Um, and then you just start talking to him and you figure out like, Oh, and you know, of course they lie about it at first and then they eventually tell you the truth, you know? I mean, that's a drug, um, that's fairly easy to train people on how to use and when to use it and what to look for. So as far as being over the counter or as far as being carried around kind of like an EpiPen is with people, I have no problem with it, to be honest with you, because there's going to be plenty of times where you're going to have someone OD and we're not going to be able to get there as fast as we would like to, or they would like us to. And, um, you know, in seconds count and, uh, if they can give it to them and they know how, and they've been trained, do it. I'm all for it. Well, and it's not hard. I mean, once you, no. I, I'm assuming these are going to be, um, I don't it's like an IP pen to me, right? It's going to be, you know, easier be pre, to give. Yeah. So a pre-filled dosage administrator, uh, you know, for, right. for this one will be for the nasal, but it's not going to be like where you're going to have to like as medics. When we do IVs, we have to draw it out of a bottle. We have to, you know, dose it out and then give the appropriate amount and document with the atomizer. Right. And right. And or yeah. With, yeah. Or the atomizer, if you're doing it internasally, this is going right. to be a, I would imagine dumb, simple, packaging like you're going to open it up you're going to probably take off some sort of a cover or a safety cap thing of some sort you're going to put it there and squeeze and that's going to be the dose it's not going to be like you're going to squeeze halfway and they're not going to have that crap because no no they're gonna, it's going to be very simple Stu- stupid you know stupid simple you know what i mean so oh, yeah, I, I think it's a great it. idea because it's i've also said that same thing with like like zofran and stuff like that because and i this is what we used to tell patients all the time because like i said when when at least for me for my experience when we give narcan for an overdose of opioids and they come out of it, they always say they didn't do anything. Even the ones that we go to and there's like a needle in their fucking arm, like they were just shooting right. heroin. It's like, it's in your arm, dude. Like, <laughs> like you, you stop, shut the fuck up, you know? And, and even those ones, they always say they didn't do it. And until we, t- until we had to tell them like, look, we gave you Narcan. That only works. If you, it only reason it even works is because you have opioids on board. That's it. Right. And, and, and- if it I is, shoot it in me right now, it's going to do absolutely nothing other than block opioids. If I were to take something in the amount of time, you know, a certain amount of time, that's all. And it would be it. people you would least expect too, because I remember um, about a year ago, uh, you know, it was a. I mean, shit. We go to high schools all the time for ODs, or you know, you know, people freaking out to edibles. You know, or years ago, it used to be freaking out to like bath salts or spice, <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah, spice, the fuck yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. and um. I'm glad that shit's kind of phased out, but I'm just kind of waiting for something new to come around, which is gonna be a pain in the ass. But um, but no, I mean we uh, I go to high schools and you know for for uh, you know unconscious, unresponsive for school teachers. You just it, it can be it can be anybody. Yeah, and and I, we see it all the time. Like school teachers. Uh, about a year ago, it was like this teacher. She was a geometry teacher. She looked like someone's mom, and uh, yeah, she was she was out for the count, and um. That's so scary. You know, it's like, uh, you know, but it, it's just, you just never know. And, you know, her backstory was she had had pain from a traumatic injury that she wasn't being prescribed really anything anymore. So she had to use other means. And sometimes those other means are shit that you can get from other people and which aren't the best things. And that's what she did. Well, and, and to be fair, and, too, we, I don't want to think I don't want to portray the picture that. Everybody that does an opioid overdose is a shitbag right. because like you just said, that's not the case. Now I think it's sad that a teacher did it, but at the same time with Bobby's story was what he just said. 
imagine that same story with someone that is prescribed narcotics for mm-hmm. whatever reason by a doctor for something there, some sort of issue. Right. They take narcotics and they're probably not supposed to take them at school would be my guess anyway, but let's pretend they do. And then they just accidentally take an extra pill because they forgot they took one right. early. That Which happens also, all the time. Yeah. And that can be an overdose too. Um, yeah. And that's not accidental. Yeah. Yeah. That's not like something that's like, that those were, those would not be the ones when I would say like, Hey, welcome back. Fucked hard. You know what I mean? Like that's right. different because you can tell the situation's different. You right. know what I mean? So, so that, that goes with that too. So. Right. And uh, no, like I said, um, I am all for it. Like I said, you know, just like how everybody and their mom carries EpiPens around these days, which I think is awesome because you know if you're allergic you're allergic and you know seconds count same thing with this yeah if your throat's closing up and you you have an epipen that can be that can be the difference between you not being here you know for right. for real for real you know because we've all right. been on like allergic reaction calls where i've been on tons of them hundreds out of thousands i have no idea right but like where it's like bullshit you know, like, okay, how long did you do it? They're like, oh, I did it like, I definitely took a lot 30 minutes ago. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, you're, you're fine. Like, I'm, you're not fine. Like, you're having a reaction. But if it was going to be deadly, it would have happened in seconds or, wait, or in the minute. Do they really sound like that? Yeah, they talk like that. And, and, and like, <laughs> but <laughs> you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, you've done those uh-huh. ones where you get there, someone definitely has hives, you know, kind of thing. But you're like, okay, you could have just taken Benadryl and not called us, but whatever, whatever floats your boat. You know what I mean? So, but then there's ones you get to where they're like, you can tell either the throat has closed up or is closing up and it becomes a real call and you really have to do right. stuff quickly, you know? So I just think it's, I think it's, I think it's great if we get to that with this because of the reasons we talked about, but also if you compare the United States to a lot of other countries, there are a lot of countries like in Mexico and stuff like that. You can go to these stores in Canada, stuff like that. You can get a lot of this stuff over the counter that we don't have over the counter here. Like we make it a prescription product. Uh, there's not just, I'm not talking about Narcan. Well, you, you know, what's, you know what the big, you know what the big fuel of this is, especially that article from gems that you were talking about. No, fill me is, in. is, is what well, I would say. It has what's, to do with money. What, what is the number one killer, even more than heart disease in this country right now? Uh, I guess maybe opioid overdose. I don't know. But what particular one? Fentanyl. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that is of, you know, just epic proportions. Yeah. And um, it keeps coming in. And, you know, we've talked about it before. I'm not going to freaking get into that details because I've already beaten that dead horse. But that is a big reason why, you know, and as we said, you know, uh, fentanyl, especially the street stuff coming from China through Mexico, through the southern border, is more than an epidemic. And um, so, yes. And when it comes to college kids, high school kids, yuppies that like to do their cocaine or like to do their other shit, you know, you just don't know what is split with what these, and there's a lot of the stuff is split with fentanyl purposely, right? not from the dealers, but from another source, because like we've talked about before, it makes zero business sense for a dealer to split their cocaine or heroin or whatever with fentanyl. Because they're going to kill their clientele off, and they're not going to make any fucking money. So no but, repeat business. Exactly. So it makes no business sense at all. And trust me, these drug dealers are freaking smart. Okay. And um, so you know they're not doing that. It's 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 coming in before they split it already split with fentanyl. Um, but yes, that's why I think it's really been pushed that that narcan is going to be put into the public's hands hopefully kind of like like i said like EpiPens or like you said like zofran or stuff like that because it's easy it doesn't take much to train people they know what it's going to do and every second counts why not well and i think it would help too like when i was this now this is years ago obviously when i was still in ems but when i know we've talked about this on another episode too where we actually had a big shortage in our area of narcan um, and we used to run, this is when we had like a run for a while of this stuff and we would run you guys are doing too many drugs. Yeah. Well, uh, no, we, well, we were <laughs> kidding. But, no, but like, it was honestly true that we would have like, I mean, on a three day shift, a three day tour, we called it, you would have two, you'd have one a day for sure. Uh, one, uh, overdose a day. Right. But, and mm-hmm. out of those things, you'd have probably two deaths a tour 
of you know you get there and they've been they overdosed and they've been dead for like 12 hours or something and then someone found them that that happened like two days and like it got to the point where i remember we were on i might have talked about this before i don't remember but one of the ones where we got to the call we gave them the note zofran i'm not zofran um narcan and they came out of it and we take them to the hospital right they're not getting charged by the police because police don't want to do the paperwork and we're just taking the hospital to get checked out make sure everything's cool and then they can go home and no harm no foul basically right and we're going, and of course they're arguing with us, saying, "No, I didn't do heroin. I didn't. I don't do stuff." And we're like, "Okay, you fucking did." And we explain the whole thing about how Narcan works and only works if you did something; otherwise, it doesn't do anything. And they finally admitted it, and we're like, "Okay, cool. We're not here to tell the cops anything. Like, we're not going to tell the cops. The cops, they, if they wanted to do something, they would not have. They'd be in the truck with us, right? They're not. There's not. They're not arresting you at the hospital or something like that. And um, and then right. we were talking to them, and they're like, "Well," and we're like, "Yeah, we're getting a whole bunch of these, man. You know." There's a whole bunch. And he's like, oh, yeah, have you ever had anybody die from it? And we were like, on this particular call, we're like, yeah. And he's like, we're like, well, yeah, last call. We went to one where a guy died on it. And he was like, really? He's like, well, he's, he, was, he, was he in like this ambulance? And I was like, no, well, yeah, he was on the cot you're laying on. Because literally he oh, was. Yeah, I, rem- I remember you telling yeah, me and we clean, And we obviously cleaned the cot every call. Yeah. So like he had, this was not one where he, you know, we worked him for a while and stuff like that. But, right. but they was like, he's like, oh, and he like freaked him out. And I'm like, yeah, dude, this shit's real. Like, this is like a, like. 20 year old really real. stupid shit you know like one of those young kids and, and we're like yeah this shit's real dude i know it's cool and you think it's fun with your friends and i'm not here to judge your life or tell you what to do i'm not here that's not my job right you can make your own decisions you're an adult but yeah this shit's real you know so so you might want to rethink stuff like that because of this now that would help with those situations because then like i said if you can get someone to watch you while you're doing it kind of thing they could help you out maybe but i don't know i just think it's yeah it's a great i think it's a great idea and i'm all always about getting like that stuff out of the prescription market, stuff like those kind of medications out of the prescription market. There's no, in my opinion, there's stupid. It's a dumb reason when you have to go to the doctor for like stupid medications that you should just be able to get over over the counter. Okay. So I think we beat that uh, topic up here a little bit. So we, I think we both agree that Narcan should be OTC over the counter. So let's get into another chemical that's in the news. Bobby, take it. I just want to get into uh, one of the things we should have. It's been going on for the past number of weeks now um was the train derailment in ohio which was carrying you know very hazardous chemicals that spilled and then the company decided to go ahead and burn it which then also converted some of those chemicals into gases that were actually some of them that were actually could be converted into gases that were used during world war one and i'm not talking about mustard gas um, and I, I, I think this is something that, uh, it, the way I look at it is it's like a miniature Chernobyl, except without the radiation. And because the reason why I say that is because we don't know yet what the fallout throughout the years, this is going to be because people don't really understand how strong some of these chemicals are, especially not only just spilling into the soil, but also when burned into the atmosphere. Um, I mean, it's going to, you know, just completely upset the water supply, the ground soil, you know, the air quality for, for time to come. And we don't know how bad it's going to be. And, I just feel horrible. And the reason why I want to bring this up is because it is a medical topic. I feel horrible for that, for the people of uh, East Palestine, uh, Ohio. Right. Um, yeah. It's definitely going to become a medical uh, topic for sure. Yeah. And it's, um, it's absolutely horrible. And the thing that, <laughs> and I'm, this is going to be part of the Bobby's rant. Uh, Bobby's portion. rant. So I know, I know from feedback that we've gotten, I know some people don't uh, like my rants, but that's okay. But as we explained from the, from the get-go, from the beginning, that this is paramedics on script, it's not just medical topics. It's also anything we want to talk about, you know? Um, so the problem I have with this, this just goes along with, this is just another thing to add, except on a horrible level of how we're neglecting our own country. You know, whether it's now this, whether it's the southern border, I'm not necessarily saying that we need a wall, but we need some sort of 
other form of protection to vet these people, a lot of these immigrants from coming over. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm all for immigrants coming into this country because, like I said, this is how this country was founded. But right. in this day and age, there needs to be more of a vetting process because you don't know who the hell's coming in. You just don't. And every other country does this. So why do, why do some of these why do some Americans have a problem with that happening and try to say that oh we're we're being racist or we're being you know you know or, or like being anti-immigrant? It's like no, that's not the case at all. We're trying to be safe for the for the people that are already here and the immigrants that have already come here legally. It's about safety. I don't care how you try to cut it. Yeah, I think people feel that way. A lot of it is because of the um, the whole like melting pot description that we have, you know, where we'll take your, you know, all the different stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like well, back in the day, well, that's is, what we were promoting. Like, hey, if you have problems in your country, come here. We'll take you, you know, kind of thing. And, well, that, and now we're the, changing it to try to be selective and people don't like change. <laughs> right. And, and I'm all about, like I said, I'm all about, like I said, half my family's Mexican. I am all about, especially from the southern border. I am all about people coming into this country legally. There's a process. Just like if you were to go, if you wanted to leave this country and go into Mexico or go into Canada, there's a fucking process that you have to abide by. You know, but for some reason, the some of the idiots in this country just want to cry racism or anti-immigrants or whatever or xenophobes or whatever because they have no clue what they're talking about. They just want to just they just want to cry some bitch fest, and um, even though that's what I'm doing right now, um, irony. Uh, <laughs> but again, getting back on topic, this just adds to the problems that we have in this country that are not being addressed. But at the same time, we have no problem now sending over a hundred million dollars, or excuse me, a hundred billion with a B, hundred billion to Ukraine. That was just a typo error. It was just a typo error. And that's not counting what parts of Europe have sent. Okay, even though we've sent a lot more than they have. Um, And the biggest slap in the face was while this chemical situation was going on in Ohio, our beloved president of the United States decides to take his ass on President's Day of all days for a secret or for a uh, surprise visit to the Ukraine to go see Zelensky to just have him let him know that hey aside from the 100 billion with a b dollars that we've given you so far that is a lot of it's unaccounted for we're going to give you another 500 million on top of that and the beef that i have with this is that um we can't even take care of our own infrastructure we can't even take care of our own people or we're refusing to and that's what pisses me off and why a lot of people in this country don't want to see that pisses me off even more. It's like, when is, this is where the, the saying America first means a lot because what we're doing right now makes about as much sense as um, me not being able to take care of my family medically, but I'm going to give my neighbor a bunch of cash to take care of his or her family. So they can get taken care of, but I'm going to neglect my own. That's basically what we're doing right now. Right. I like how you and, put it there before where it was like you said it's that we it's not that we can't do it. It's that we refuse to do it because correct. I agree. I'm, I'm I've as I've gotten older and stuff and pay more attention to stuff going on. Um, I cannot stand like the world police mentality that we have, like where you have to go over and fight everybody's problems. Uh, I, I'm not saying we shouldn't like help people out that are in, in dire straits of stuff. Right. Um, but right. at the same time, when we have like. The homeless population is like through the roof unemployments. Well, now we have more selective unemployment, but, but you get what I'm saying. Like we have all these other problems at home that we should also at the same time, at least be tackling with the same vengeance as some of this other stuff. Right. That's my opinion. Well, plus despite popular belief, um, as much as people don't want to believe this, I mean, we're the only country in the United, we're the only country in the world, the United States, that has more military bases propped up all over the world, especially surrounding China, than any other country combined. Yeah. What's the definition of that? The last I heard it was empire, you know, and 
what was one of the last empires that did that? Rome. Right. I mean, uh, come on. And, and like I said, I love this country. I would die for this country. I would die for this country's idea. I will never stop believing in it. But what drives me crazy is, and I'm all about, you know, like I said, the only, when it comes to the Ukraine situation, the only people that are suffering from this are the people that are caught in the middle, which are the innocent Ukrainians and innocent Russian people. Whether it's the primarily Russian-speaking people in the Donbass region, which is the eastern part of Ukraine, which borders Russia, or there's the Kiev western port, you know, that, uh, you know, and there's always been a conflict there between the two. But the other thing that bothers me about this is that, is how, and you see it, Jason, I mean, I don't have to tell you this. I love people's spirit and wanting to stick up in this country, especially to stick up for uh, the underdog right. in this particular situation in the Ukraine. But the thing that bothers me the most is how there are so many in the, so many people in this country, even, and I'm, I'm not only talking about just normal people like, like the two of us or normal, normal Americans or whatnot. I'm talking about even politicians and people in the military that have no fucking clue about the basic history of basic Ukrainian history and Russian history. They have none. And they're basing everything, what they're saying on really basically having no basis of, 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 a, of a general or basic history of, of, of the Ukraine. And that pisses me off, you know, and, um, just to uh, do a quick, you know, a little recap. I mean, for instance, 2014, when we had the situation in Ukraine dealing with, with Kiev, um, we basically had a situation where we had a coup of the Ukrainian government that was started and provoked by the West, meaning us, which we basically created the coup and kind of overthrew the government and basically put in who we wanted. That's basically in a nutshell that happened. And people don't want to admit that. They want to talk about how, and by me, what I'm about to say, I'm not, I'm not sticking up for Vladimir Putin by any means. I'm just saying people need to stop only looking through a Western lens, which means... They need to just stop looking at what they're being fed on mainstream media because it's not the truth. It's not, you know, it's, it's bits and pieces, but it's not the truth. They're telling you what they want you to think or what they want you to hear. I mean, and for instance, let's just break it down for a minute and just bear with me for a second, Jason. Okay. Yeah, this is a rant. I know, but uh, it, I have it needs no to idea be, where it, how we got here from the derailment. It needs, it, it needs to be said. Well, this is the, the derailment. This is what I'm talking about because the reason why I'm bringing this up is because we don't, for instance, me for an example, federal government's really been refusing to do anything about the problem in Ohio, even FEMA. But when they did decide to do something about it, was when Donald Trump said, "You know what? I love the people of Ohio. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go up there. I'm gonna find out what's going on." And as soon as he said that and he wanted to do that, guess what? FEMA's giving them help. Yeah, is that what it took? Oh, is is that yeah. what it took? Yeah. But my whole problem is we can't help our own people. Or it's not that we can't. It's that we don't. We don't, we don't. We're not taking the time or we're ignoring it, yet we're dumping so much money into a proxy war that we shouldn't even be a part of. Yeah, taxpayer money. You know, and, and it's, it's a – and the key word to this is – and this is the word that they've they've been saying for the past, you know, little over a year now, unprovoked. Vladimir Putin was unprovoked, and it's that is completely not true. That is the opposite word that should be. He was completely provoked. Let me ask you something, Jason. Okay. What would America do if Vladimir Putin and the Russian government decided to you know, make deals with Mexico and decide to put, you know, weapon systems and bases right on the border from Mexico to the United States. 
Yeah, we'd have, or a, little what bit, do you think, have a little bit of a problem with that, I'd say. Or, yeah, or what do you think that they would do if we decided to put certain weapon systems and start poking the bear and just put, you know, you know, particular, you know, strategic positions militarily on the, the Canadian border, like in, like around Montreal or, you know, or something like that. We wouldn't have a problem with that. We would absolutely, oh, absolutely have yeah, a problem with absolutely. that. I mean, for example, you know, Cuba back in the 60s was a perfect example. You know, we had a freaking problem with it, you know, and hence the Cuban Missile Crisis. I, I mean, in the same thing and where a lot of this began was and like i said i'm just doing a little brief little throwback in history here is like in history lesson with bobby yeah in, in 1991 when when communism fell the soviet union fell okay um which was probably one of the best things of the 90s in my opinion okay but um you know during the collapse of 91 one of the promises that we made with the Russians after the Soviet Union fell was to that we were not going to expand NATO any farther towards the east. And we did anything and everything but that since then. So that's why I said, would we have a problem if we, if Russia came in and established positions on the Mexican U.S. border or the Canadian U.S. border? Because that's basically what we've done since 1991. We said that we were not going to expand NATO farther, farther towards the east. But every president since then, that's exactly what we've done. So we've been poking the bear since then. So the buzzword that they've been using, especially lately, of that this was an un provoked attack on Ukraine from Russia is complete bullshit. And by me saying that, I'm not, like I said, I'm not sticking up for Vladimir Putin. All I'm saying is you got to look at both sides. You know, you got to, because all they want to do is they want to make this man out to be a, a freaking loose cannon, crazy, evil dictator. You know, that's what they say. He's an evil dictator. He, he, he wants to bring back, you know, uh, the old Soviet Union when there's no fucking proof of that, even though all these high-ranking military officials and, and politicians say that. But they have no proof to back it up. It's just all bullshit, you know. And But people believe it because, well, hey, if, if these politicians and high-ranking mil military officials are saying that, it must be true. This is what Jason and I have talked about. Do your own research. You'd be surprised what you might find. And you'd be surprised at how much bullshit you've been fed and how conditioned you become. You know? And all I'm, just to make a long story short, all I am saying is things aren't what they seem. Okay? And we keep dumping billions of dollars into the hundreds of billions of dollars now that all of us that I'm talking to right now are paying for. We're fitting the bill. But we can't fix. We can't help our own people in chemical spills. We can't fix our southern border. We can't stop illegals that some of them that possibly could be criminals from coming in. We can't, um, you know, we, we can't fix our own infrastructure as far as the electrical grid. As far as bridges, roads, yet we're doing anything and everything to help the Ukraine, which is not part of NATO, I, I might add, and is, you know, it's really, as much as I hate to say it, it's not really our problem right now. The only reason why we make it our problem is because I've said before, it is where our dirty deeds are done and you know where we've you know where a lot of this country's you know money laundering has has, has been going on for for a long time now and our dirty deeds have been made that's it you know and i just think it's complete bullshit you know but that being said the only that doesn't mean that i don't my heart doesn't pour out for the innocent Ukrainian people and the innocent Russian people because they're the ones caught in the crosshair, cross, crosshairs, and they're the ones that are ultimately paying the price for all of this, and it needs to fucking stop. And that's all I'm going to say.
And that was Bobby's rant. Um, yeah, I lost. You know, I, I, I didn't lost get you into too bit. much detail. I, I could we could have got delved more into the history of of the Ukrainian problem, but that that's that's left for another day. So I had to cut it short. And you know, just if I can say one thing. No, your rant's over. One, you're not allowed. Right. There's one thing I would do. <laughs> do your own research. Look at it from other lenses, not just what you've been fed as far as the Western lens. Another resource you can look at is, especially about the uh, Ukrainian situation back in 2014 with Kiev, is Oliver Stone put out a very good documentary, which has actually been censored because it is completely on point. It's called Ukraine on Fire. Watch it if you can find it. Awesome. You know, or just just do your basic history of, you know, the Ukraine dating back to, you know, at least back prior to World War II and up until now. And you'll be surprised at what you may find. Like I said, I am not, I have friends that are from the Ukraine. I have friends that are from Russia. You know, like my whole point is this is all geopolitical bullshit games that are being played and don't always believe what you've been fed. That's all I'm saying. That's it. Okay. All right. Um, my whole thing was that I just, uh, you know, cause I don't get into the, all the political stuff cause I don't really care about most of that stuff. But I think that um, the amount of money we're sending overseas for stuff like that is First of all, astronomically stupid. Needs to but stop. They, but yeah, it needs to stop. But also, like with this talking about going back to the Ohio train derailment, um, you know, obviously there's going to be a lot of money spent there for cleanup. That kind of goes without saying. But then that they money also, needs to be focused on stuff like that. that was my yeah, whole point. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I didn't mean to get derailed. No, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, you got massive. I didn't mean derailed. to get derailed onto you. But that's where a lot of our taxpaying dollars are going. Over a hundred billion in less in, in about a year's time. Yeah, because there's going to be a lot of medical aftermath too, and that's what people don't understand. Like there, there's going to be stuff they're going to discover years from now for those. And this is all political games. And remember, remember one thing. If I can say anything, remember this: the same people that are giving you the information on this are the same people that lied to you about weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, which was the reason why we went in there. That's true. Period. Yeah. And even this, some of these politicians that have been well, in that, there for well, fucking not, ever, like Joe Biden, was some of the same people that lied to us about the Gulf of Tonkin as one of the precursors of why we went into Vietnam. I mean, it, it the same people that have lied to you before are some of the same people that are lying to you now. Yeah, because we because that wasn't like the truth on those lines, like the like the weapons of mass destruction that was never founded. It was, right. all, it was all oil shit. Just follow the money with most of the stuff and you can find stuff. And exactly. And but by me, everything I've said, let me stress this one more time. I am by no means saying that I support Vladimir Putin or am saying that I, I like him or he's a nice guy. I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying is you question the optics, period. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. how's that bourbon taste, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Back to the Friday talk. Yeah, it's good, man. I mean, I, I no, love, I, I love anyway, I, I, I just, you know, like I said, I, sometimes I get off on the tangents, but that's okay. You know, that's why it's unscripted. You yeah. know, it's good. It's going to go places. We don't even think it's going to go. But uh, like I said, um, my heart goes out to the, the people in Ohio. Um, and uh, I just, we need to help them. Is that we a normal, what, do they normally try to burn? Is that like their normal uh, plan of attack? To like burn off a chemical spill like that because that just seems it seems like if, if it was stuff that could go airborne from that it seems like like that was a massive obviously it's a fuck up if that's the case but like it seems like that should be something the scientists people who decide these things of how they're gonna attack these things would be a lot smarter about well, well i think it depends on what it is because i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm, I'm not even gonna try to front i don't know i'm not a you know, chemical specialists. I don't know but all the ins and outs of, well, of what I'm like, is, is they, it going to benefit to burn this or not? Well, what I, I'm saying I, is, I'm should they know that for to, sure I before they know. do it? That's what I'm saying. Shouldn't they know that for sure? Yes. Like, well, I mean, at the same time, um, let's, let's, let's roll back. 
Because um, well, the only thing I want to touch on there real quick too is the same people that are talking about this are the same people that told the cleanup crews and the rescue crews during 9/11 at Ground Zero New York, the EPA especially, that said that the air quality was clean and safe when it was anything but. No, of course not. Anything but. And that is why people need to question who they listen to. Because look how many of our brothers and sisters, Jason, firefighters, paramedics, cops that died or got unusual cancer from that, those situations. Yeah. I mean, you and I I were at the Pentagon the whole day. Yeah. On 9-11. No telling what we breathed in. Because we were like right up close to the shit. Yeah. There's no telling what we breathed in. Right. And we were only there. We were only there for, you know what, 15 to 20 hours. I mean, some of these some of these people have been there, were there for two and a, two weeks straight. Right. Every day. You know, not, not, not with the, the initial attack and then all the fallout and the clean out afterwards. Yeah, there's no, there's I mean, no that, telling how much, chemi- how many chemicals and things like that are airborne after that point when like buildings collapse or you have a chemical spill like this with a train derailment and all this stuff. Like, yeah, there's no, you know, that's what I'm saying. I, you would think they would have, and again, I'm not a train disaster person. Like, I don't know this stuff like back of my hand or anything, but you would think they would have a better way to know how to contain it and then they would have, do they have like the data sheets like they do on trucks where they know like what chemicals they are and it they can hazmat and look up how to whatever you know just you know keep it contained and all that or I don't oh know. yeah but I mean you, I mean you got some of these trains are so I mean you got trains that are a mile long of cars oh yeah mile yeah. mile plus I mean I mean they could be carrying anything from you know food supplies and then towards the tail end you know you know hazardous chemicals yeah that's you know but it, it's all well contained when it's in transit but. But I mean, these people, that's the other thing I wanted, we talked about with some friends in real estate here, just right. not, that I don't know anybody in that Ohio area. Um, but that just looking at their lives, like not to mention, I'm not take the health stuff out of it. Disrupted. Th- their lives are disrupted. Their houses, like they're gone, you know, or I mean, they're not gone, but the value of their houses is gone because if there's a problem in that area, they're not gonna be able to sell their houses for anything. Who's going to want to buy there ever? Um, how long is that going to be a problem? Because if it's some ma- massive chemical stuff, like you said, it gets into the groundwater, it gets into the, the stone everywhere, it gets into the environment, right? It gets into the, 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 the forestry stuff all around there, all that stuff. Like, it could be there for hundreds of years. And so these people literally lost everything, because even though they still have a house and whatever, right? Because their house didn't necessarily get hit with anything physical. Right, and then if it's being burned off, I mean, you also have to look at, depending on what, what, what direction the wind is blowing. Right. I mean, depending, you know, where that was in Ohio, I mean, it's not too far away from Pittsburgh. Right. It's not that far away from New York. I mean, where is that going to blow? Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't know. I mean, because that's a massive chemical cloud. You don't know how, how it's – I mean, you have people, you know, in the town and surrounding towns that are complaining of just, just massive skin rashes and just, just all this fallout that we don't even know what the absolute, you know – fallout actually even is yet because it's one it basically just happened and two we don't know that much well and that's what i was saying like what the fallout's gonna be when you brought up the the stuff with biden and all that stuff when you went on your tangent there a little bit like that's what i'm saying like stop sending money to these other countries for stuff that we don't necessarily belong to need to get involved in um and use it for stuff like that because that the fall that the medical care costs of these people and the cost maybe contain this stuff, rebuild homes, whatever they got to do is going to be astronomical. Um, so they need to keep some of that stuff and, and have assistance for those type of people there. Because like I said, if, if that's your house, I mean, I don't know if insurance covers that kind of thing. I have no idea how that would work. And then you're not gonna be able to ever sell your house, but yet you don't want to live in it if it's been contaminated around there. So now you're just out hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. I don't know what the housing values are there, but you know, we'll just say at least a hundred thousand dollars or so. You know? Well, look at how we treat like, uh, I mean, you know, look how we treat hazmat scenes, you know, in our line of work. Right. Um, I mean, even a small spill, like say there was a, 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 uh, 
tractor trailer that overturned on the highway that was carrying some sort of hazardous material and it just spreads all over the place. I mean, that's a closed off situation and class A suits all the way, shower system set up. I mean, the yeah, whole nine yards. teams coming in, all this stuff, yeah. Imagine that times 200. I mean, damn. Yeah. And then you burn it? It's, holy shit. I mean, I, I, I just, I, you know, and then the last I heard was I was watching uh, some news clips. It was either on YouTube or some, uh, some app last night when I was at work, and they were talking to some of the people in the town. And apparently the, the owners of the railroad didn't weren't coming to the town because they were afraid of their safety. I, I mean, that's sad that they feel that way. And it's probably, right. there is probably justification there as far as like how they were feeling, but you got to do that stuff that the, I, I don't know. Again, I don't, I didn't look into, and I don't know if they've even determined, have they have, even determined the, what happened? Like why it derailed? My whole point. This is my point. This is my point of people where people need to understand where these politicians, you know, where their ideals and where their, where they lie is President's Day that was last week. President Biden has not been to Ohio. But on President's Day, a national holiday, he takes his fucking ass surprisingly to Ukraine to surprise Zelensky to let him know that we're giving you an extra $500 million where what we can't spend that money on our own national disasters. Yeah. It sucks. I mean, does that, does that make sense to anybody? If, 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 if that makes sense to anybody listening out there, please fucking get a hold of me. I would love to hear what you fucking have to say because it makes no sense to me. Pardon my language. And yeah, I'm pissed. I'm pissed because I hate seeing my own countrymen and women suffer and this, they're they're suffering, and they're also paying for somebody else's bullshit across the world. Does that make sense? No, sorry. Yeah, I don't think so. With all the stuff, well, obviously with the recent you know stuff here with the trail der- train derailment, you know, but then also just all the other stuff like we talked about with the homeless. It's everything. And medical. And then we got these. We, we didn't even stuff. we didn't even begin to talk about these fucking balloons. Yeah, we'll, we'll cover that another day. Which is is just to me is just. I don't even want to get, don't even get me started on crap. Yeah. But it, you know, it just, it just, you know, when are we going to focus on America? Yeah. You know, and I'm sure there are people out there that are like, you know, we haven't made compared to the other parts of the world. I understand what you're saying, but that doesn't mean that we should still neglect our people that are in need. I mean, look how much homelessness, homelessness is a perfect example aside from all the other shit that's going on. You know, that $100 billion that we've already sent to, to Ukraine. Imagine how you could have helped the homeless system here with that amount of money. Right. Could have put a huge fucking dent. Yeah. You know, and I, this is coming. I'm not, I'm not a political person. I, I know it sounds like it sometimes, but I consider myself a political atheist. I am, I am not Democrat and I am not fucking Republican. I don't consider myself either or. You know, I look at right and wrong, period. And... I'm not seeing a lot of right here, bro. Yeah, nothing wrong with thinking like that, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. But that's, you know, like I said, that's my rant, and uh, I'll, I'll keep it at that, and I think we'll wrap that up. Yeah, let's, well, let's wrap up the show, man. We're about an hour anyway. So uh, you got any you final anything words? anything to there? add there, Jason? Any, anything before we, uh, before we cut on out? No, not really, man. I think we kind of covered everything today. I hope, I do hope the, uh, just final thoughts, I do hope the Narcan stuff gets through, and I hope they yeah. consider some other drugs too, because I do think, in my opinion, there's a lot of stuff that, is prescription based that in other countries isn't, you know, right. You go on a cruise ship, there's stuff that you have to get prescriptions for here and get in a vending machine on a cruise ship. Like they, they, our, our system's kind of messed up with that. You know what I mean? Like some right. of the stuff, you know, stop, stop holding back. I, my opinion is stop holding back that kind of stuff that can actually help people make it more available right. so that we can help more people. That's just my final right. thoughts. Yours, what are your final thoughts? I agree, man. I agree. And, uh, anyway, let you uh we'll, we'll hope everybody has a good weekend and um 
you know, uh, enjoy it. And it's it's been warm here, so <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but anyway, you got anything else to add? No, that's it. Yourself? No, that's it. All right, and we appreciate it, and we'll see you next time on Paramedics Unscripted.